On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're breaking down tonight's big win in overtime over the Buffalo Sabres, all that and more. But first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'd like to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Uh, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification button, and hit us with a thumbs up and a comment below. And if you're listening on an audio platform, go ahead and subscribe to us wherever podcasts are distributed in audio. Uh, on this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're discussing the dramatic dramatic win on the road up in buffalo one of two of a back-to-back uh six five uh win in overtime in what was a very dramatic comeback in the last couple of periods and what i mean obviously this the the third and the overtime period and and in a game where tampa looked and, and one of our listeners on twitter i can't think of his handle right now but he you know who you are Throughout a pretty interesting observation uh, during the game, when I was doing my back and forth, when I when when I tweet something and fans reach out to me during the show, I mean during the game, said this Tampa team look old, and I can't disagree. They looked old for the most part uh, with a Sabres team that you know had their ups and downs during the first couple of weeks of the season, but has really, really come on. You know, they're not your regular Sabres where they are bottom of the barrel. You know, it, last year we spoke about it on this show, how, you know, they got off to a good start and eventually they kind of just fell off. I mean, yeah, they are seventh in the, in the division, <clears throat> but at the same time, this team is tough. Uh, you know, they have a goal differential of two, but some of the players on this team, you know, they have a very young team and, and, you know, they, they spoke about it quite a bit on the lightning broadcast tonight, but this Buffalo Sabres team. And if this game is any Testament, uh, which I feel like it will be, uh, going forward, you know, there might be some pieces added here and there, but this Sabres team, along with a couple of the other teams in the division, namely Detroit, these teams, if they keep going in that trajectory of which we've seen them this year thus far, I mean, we all know what Detroit can do, and we've seen uh, very early on in the season what Buffalo could do. This is going to be a very, very, I mean, if it isn't already, a very stacked division, a very tough division, a division where even if you're not playing against a divisional foe, Points are going to be – you're going to have to scrap and claw, and every game is going to have to be in a very important one uh, because points are going to be scarce in terms of, you know, I feel like a lot of races in this division, especially one through four and even, you know, the wild card. And, and, I, and I'm confident that down the line, whether it be this season or in the upcoming – seasons uh 
I would not be shocked if we see two teams at the Atlantic uh, in in the wild card spots once the playoffs starts. And we're seeing it right now. I mean, Detroit is one of them. They're the number one team in, in the wild card. And then you got Florida and Montreal not too far off uh, in that race. So curious to see how that shapes up. And, you know, depending on how Tampa are doing at any time of the, of the, of the season, you know, they could be themselves in that kind of a, that, that predicament because Detroit's only one point behind the, the lightning right now in the division. But in this game, in tonight's game, I mean, Usually in a game like this, even with a win in overtime, I want I would want to come out and talk about how Tampa looked old. They looked slow. They at times were very sloppy, especially in the neutral zone. Uh, they did not come out, uh, and for a majority of the game until really the the late second, early third, were not the better team, and. You know, even with everything tied up going into the third, Tampa, I thought, was not the better team. Uh, obviously, those last couple of minutes, uh, about, you know, 14 minutes in, it kind of seemed like something awoke within Tampa with Stamkos getting his first of two of of goals in the game and then Brandon Hagel on the power play. Uh, but... You know, if we're going to sum up this game and really what was the reason other than the last last six or so, I guess five and a half minutes of this game and overtime, I would say Brian Elliott uh, was really the reason why Tampa stayed in this game. Yeah, he his save percentage didn't look exactly great in this one. He gave up five goals, but. In this game, throughout the course of this game, especially in overtime, made a lot, a lot of big saves. A lot of saves in which, you know, we expect those saves from from Vasilevsky. And and I've said it on this show before this season that Brian Elliott has really, really done a phenomenal job, uh, even dating back to late last year, uh, as a backup. Uh and the Lightning have really been spoiled over the last three seasons uh, in, in having very good backups where, let's face it, Vasilevsky isn't exactly shut down this year. Uh, he's certainly not in the Vezina Trophy conversation as of right now. Um, and you're going to have to rest him and, and definitely on a back-to-back, especially with Boston coming up tomorrow night and Lightning looking for some revenge and definitely going to be having – uh, him out there, uh, putting Brian Elliott in, and especially in a game like this, because like I said, in seasons to come, and especially this year, uh, every Atlantic Division game is going to be a dogfight out there. Every team from from top to bottom, uh, regardless of where they at or are they at in the season, are really going to give Tampa a run for their money, just given the fact of what the the Lightning have done over the last three seasons. Uh, A lot of teams don't forget that, yes, at times Tampa was riding high and and maybe a little bit, you know, regardless if they were cocky or not, you still look at that as an opposing team and you're jealous. And you have every right to be jealous or feel a certain type of saltiness towards this team. Uh, and, And every team, is going to go out there and 
and try and take it to Tampa on a nightly basis. And the Buffalo Sabres certainly did that tonight. Uh, right off the bat, uh, out shooting Tampa Bay 14 to four, in which was really just a dominance of puck possession by the Sabres. I mean, if, if you want to look at textbook uh, defensive puck shutdown out there, uh, new, just enacting their will, especially in the neutral zone, the Sabres were doing that. They were doing it in the neutral zone. They were doing it in, along the boards. Uh, couldn't have really gotten any better out there for Tampa. I mean, uh, for Buffalo. And I can't even blame the Lightning in that first period. Uh they just were not the better team. I would have I would have probably been a little bit more harsh if the game ended differently tonight, especially in regulation. But yeah, the, the, the Lightning did a very good job of basically jumping out of their own grave, building back up, which we have spoken a ton about on this show, about how games aren't one in one, one period. They're one over the course of a game, and that has what that that's what we saw tonight in Buffalo. And so a very impressive win, a very impressive performance. We'll talk about more about some of the things that we saw tonight in just a bit. But overall, you know, if I had to grade this game, I'm giving the lightning an A. And I don't if you if you're a frequent listener of this show, you know that I don't like to over celebrate certain things with with the lightning unless obviously it's a Stanley Cup wins or playoff wins but regular season wins this is one of the better wins or if not the best win thus far this season for the Tampa Bay Lightning so we'll talk about more about this game some of the things we saw some of the things we didn't like or some of the things actually that we did like because this is a game where we have to take all that positivity Uh, but first I want to Remind all of you that this episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Now, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like boat burglaries and package theft spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today. Enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. This is why I love it. I love the 24-7 monitoring agent. I have this in my home. One time, I completely, I don't know what I did. I pressed the wrong button and the whole thing went off. And I was able to speak to an agent right there on the spot. And they helped me figure this out. And like I said, I love the the 24-7 professional monitoring service. And not only because of the helpful usefulness of the agents that are ready to help you with any questions or any issues that you may have, but the fact that it costs less than $1 a day, that's less than half the price of ADT's traditional professional install system. With top with the top rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm and unlock for a guest. Access your cameras or adjust system settings. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. So get 50% off at any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL because there's no safe like Simply Safe. So once again, I want to thank everybody for making this show your first listen of the day. If you're listening to us in the morning, good morning. If it's the middle of your lunch day, Hope you're having a good lunch or, or you know, if you, if you just got home from work, 
Hope everything was going good uh, at your job or wherever, whatever time or place you are listening to this. We'd like to thank you for your continued support. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the show. Follow us on our social media pages at L LO underscore lightning on Twitter. And then you could follow us at Lockdown underscore lightning on Instagram. And you could follow me on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. Love hearing from all of you. And so, yeah, the, and, and the, the fan that I, I, I heard from during this game, yeah, made a very great, good point. This Lightning team looked old. I mean, and I responded back saying, you know, this is really nothing, really nothing new with this team, uh, with, with looking old. Uh, but I also threw in a little nugget there as well, saying they look disorganized. And I kind of feel those two are hand in hand with this team because, and I've spoken about this many times before on the show, it's not only do the do the Lightning run into situations where they kind of just, not that they're consciously waiting to... I guess, get their horses running out of the barn. But it's more so is that they they take too long, in my opinion, to figure out the flow of the game. And a lot of that, I think, especially last year and this season, really has to do with not only the mileage, but but the age, the the, the amount of just just. If you look at this team, this team is not really a young team. There's really not a lot of spring chickens on this Tampa Bay Lightning team. But listen, they make it work. And that's what's the most important thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, do I expect Tampa Bay to continuously win hockey games and look like a young team when you have guys like pierre Edward Belmar who did not play tonight. He has a personal issue that he is dealing with, so he was not in the game for this one, who is 37 years old. You got, you know, Alex Kalorn, 33, but a lot of miles on him. Uh, the way he plays his game, very much physical, down low, fighting and scrapping for every puck, um, get hit with a lot of shots, so maybe tack on a couple of years with that, maybe 35 um, Pat Maroon's 34, he, you know, Corey Perry's 37. He has definitely shown his age this year. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Listen, he's a very good, talented player, but at the end of the day, I mean, really, you know, this team has a lot of, a lot of older players on it. Minus Brian Elliott, if you had to, you know, really break it down by, Six, seven, eight players over the age of 30, 31 on this team. You know, Vladisov Nemestikov just turned 30 on November 22nd. So really not going to say that he's part of that. But yeah, this is a team that I feel oftentimes is just, they are never winning the energy battle out there. And we definitely saw that tonight, that they were definitely the the Buffalo Sabres came out with loads of energy. Um, I believe the broadcast at one point said that the Buffalo Sabres, I, I think they had like five players, maybe six, something a little bit more than that, where we're around the age of 21, which is almost mind-blowing. But 
at the same time, not surprising, like we've spoken about, that this the Sabres team has not been good in recent years. A lot of high draft picks. So what do you expect? Um, but, yeah, really what I saw from this game was, you know, the Lightning, they were figuring it out as the game was going on. Nick Perbix, I, I mean, we got to talk about him in this one. He He's looking more and more like a leader of the future in every single game that we've seen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Even if it's not like a, you know, we're, we're, we're going into Lightning games really expecting now, in my opinion, you know, if you're watching Nick Perbix closely, and if you're not, please go ahead next time the Lightning are playing, which is tomorrow night, so you don't have to wait long. But Nick Perbix is really turning out performances, even if it's not turning into to points out there on the score sheet, where he is having very good effects on the game. Uh, he He is playing smart. He's passing the need to. He's not playing outside of his realm of, of, of talent. And that shows a lot of, really a lot of maturity on his point. And I'm excited to see how he, he evolves as the season goes on. You know, I expect him to get better and better. Um, but yeah, he has played fantastic. I mean, we've spoken about Mikhail Sergachev. He's been having a phenomenal season thus far. Mikhail Sergachev had three points in this one. Mikhail Sergachev, who I said at the beginning of the season, who I'm not going to sit here and you know, you know, pat pat myself on the back, but Mikhail Sergachev, I told, I said at the beginning of the season in the summer that this was, in my opinion, even though he got that contract in the summer. This was a make or break season. This is where you needed to show up and prove that you are worth this money for this amount of time. That, you know, because we all were high on him after the bubble in 2020, and he really took kind of a step back. And a lot of it, I don't believe, was talent. I think a lot of it more was just mental. And you see the maturity in Mikhail Sergachev this year where. I've always believed that he was able to score goals and, and be kind of what Hedman is, but more of the offensive side. And he is showing it thus far this season through 20 games played. He has 19 points. Four of those are goals. So what more can you ask for? What more could you really ask for from Mikhail Sergachev to do? And by the way, that leads all – all defensemen on this team in points, which is crazy to think about when you have a guy like Victor Hedman, who <clears throat> in years past has been a points machine. But in this game, the Lightning played, you know, as the game was going on, they only got better and better. And really what it started was in the faceoff circle, which we've spoken about a lot, that really on any given night, you're really not going to expect uh, the Lightning to to dominate the faceoff circle. But they were 60%. <laughs> 60% in the face-off circle, uh, especially with Pierre-Edouard Belmar not in the lineup, is is crazy statistic to me. But this shows that this team is starting to figure it out. Now, in long-term <clears throat> hypotheticals, do I expect this to consistently be a thing? No. But this is where, like I said before, Tampa showed their maturity, showed 
uh, their experience. And, and that's what eventually, that's why I, I said on a couple of weeks ago in an episode before that, you know, sometimes the lightning can get away with performances like this, because especially when they get off to a slow start, if they're playing a team like a Sabres, like an Ottawa Senators, which was an ugly one in the beginning of November, they could get away with little things like this because experience, I believe, in the game of hockey wins out. And the Lightning managed this game very well, and they did a phenomenal job. And the other thing that really stuck out to me before we wrap things up, actually two things that stuck out to me, uh, the power play. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, for as, for as much as I complain about this Tampa team, not executing on the power play – they did a phenomenal job of taking advantage of the opportunities that were afforded to them tonight. Uh, Braden Point with a power play goal, actually two power play goals, excuse me, and Brandon Hagel uh, with the power play goal uh, that was deflected off of him in front that ended up tying the game. Um, that's what you want to see. And even though they may not have gotten shots off a lot of shots off on certain power plays on certain sequences. I thought they were doing a very good job of moving the puck around. I mean, there was a little bit frustration on my end, at least uh, when Tampa, especially in the second period uh, were threading the needle too much. They were just trying to go to those long ice passes, those cross ice passes. And, you know, they were playing, but I can't fault them on the power play. They were playing smart, and for the most part, they were dominating those power plays, and it and it it resulted in in three goals and four chances. So, wrapping things up once again, I just want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day, uh, whether what time or where, what place you are listening to us or watching this on YouTube. Uh, I want to thank everybody for your continued support of this show. So, yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning win one, uh, edge one out. 6-5 in in overtime against a very, very scrappy Buffalo Sabres team. Very scrappy Buffalo Sabres team. A team that I could only say, you know, regardless of what you feel about them, just looking at the stat uh, the standings, excuse me. This is a team if if and we've spoken about this with Detroit, we spoke about it with Ottawa. Ottawa is just kind of just in a weird place right now. Um and I feel like that that just has to do with the fact that this team is getting sold sooner. Hopefully gets sold. And I'm sure the fans feel like that sooner rather than later. There's a lot of, I feel, um, disconnect with the front office and, and kind of just a lot of different things going on. But yeah, you know, the, the, the big key for the lightning going forward, not only this year, but over the next couple of years, you know, with, their recent success, obviously their draft pool hasn't exactly or, or what they have pulled in through the draft, you know, hasn't exactly been top tier talents. And but having said that, a lot of these guys that they have drafted over the couple, last couple of years are, in my opinion. And and you could take this any way you want. I, I feel like their second line talent. I feel like that's their ceiling for a lot of them, which can be a little concerning as this core ages out because of, you know, Stamkos isn't going to be around forever. Cooch is on the verge of turning 30. Same with point. Um, 
you're going to need guys to slide into those positions. And right now the Tampa Bay lightning don't have those players in their farm. I think, I mean, there are players that, like I said, I think for the most part, this Tampa team, a lot, or, or this Tampa organization up in Syracuse, the crunch, I think a lot of these young players or especially, or even the ones that are still in junior, I feel like a lot of those players <clears throat> are players that right as of now, now a lot of things could change. Um, we saw with Kucherov and Point weren't first-round draft picks. Uh, so, you know, things could change over time. We saw there's, there's countless players who have been drafted in later rounds and have really done a phenomenal job and gone on to become NHL superstars. But as of right now, I mean, Tampa doesn't really have that that level of talent as of now but looking at the standings tampa is going to be have to be careful with some of these younger teams uh and and you know detroit detroit's a team that worries me uh buffalo regardless of like i said you know they are in seventh place in the division tampa and uh buffalo though are only separated by eight points so you know one team one team goes on a hot streak, the other team falters off, and and in two weeks we could be discussing that these two teams have flip-flopped or, or even a point apart in the standings. But right now, ideally, as the, the month of November winds down, I am very happy with where the Lightning are. Now, I, 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 I ideally would like them to be in the second spot in the division. I... You know, you might think I'm crazy with saying this, but I, I think the Lightning are a better team than Toronto. I I, I still, with what their goaltending situation is, with, with just even watching them here and there, they're not a team that overly impresses me nor really makes me scared. Yeah, Austin Matthews, still one of the best players in the National Hockey League. But really, when you look at this, other than William, William Nylander and, and Jonathan Tavares um, and Mitch Marner, you know, what do you have after that? And and we'll we'll talk about that as as you know when the Lightning do run into the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, which I'm not going to really get into. Which these two teams will be talk will be playing each other uh, on Saturday, the third, but. Tomorrow night, I mean, you're going to get another tough test. You're going to be see the Lightning playing against the Boston Bruins. In Boston, the Boston Bruins uh, have yet to lose a game in regulation at home this season, uh, like we stated last week, uh, going into that matchup against Boston. Uh, Boston, one of the more impressive teams thus far this season. And it, and it's really, it really is impressive, given if you look at their, their roster, and and what they had going in, you know, I was skeptical about the whole David Krejci signing in the offseason after he took a season off. So, but they've and, and their very strange goaltending situation going on there. But listen, you got to give credit to them. You got to give credit to the coaching staff too, and 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 the leaders on this team uh, done a phenomenal job, especially with the recent controversy, which I'm not even going to comment on with that. But um. Yeah, just a phenomenal Boston Bruins team and yet another phenomenal matchup and test for this Tampa team. You know, uh, I I really think if if I wouldn't mind 
if we see some sort of replication of what we saw tonight uh, carried into tomorrow's night against the Bruins, because I, I think especially with Vasilevsky and Net, if you get 85% of what you would expect from Tan- uh, Vasilevsky, from a, a stereotypical Vasilevsky performance, which, you know, if you don't know what that is, 35 saves, give it up one or two goals, making great saves here and there. If we could get 85% of that, I, I think that we will see a very close game tomorrow night. I think the Lightning are looking for a little bit of revenge. If not, I would question where their heads are at. But they got to be riding in tomorrow's game very high, not gripping their sticks too tight, not trying to do too much, just trying to do a little bit of what you saw tonight against a very good, young, scrappy Buffalo Sabres team. And and I know you're kind of comparing two different weight classes between the Sabres and the Bruins, but uh, we can't we can't really worry about that 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 difference between those two teams. All we got to worry about is what this Lightning team, uh, what kind of performance they put out on the ice in that one. We'll be back tomorrow morning, early tomorrow morning. So keep an eye out for that episode, talking about uh, the upcoming game the big upcoming game one of the i i guess the the biggest game of the the month considering we are closing out the month of november uh against another divisional foe so uh i would expect a a top tier performance from tampa going to that one and i would expect a a very very chippy game but like i said we'll be previewing that game tomorrow uh early so so make sure to check that out but in the meantime that's been it for this episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.